0: The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005. Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie care.com to learn more. That's prairie care.com. Well, hello, my friends, and a big welcome here into this episode of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. Wonderful, wonderful to have you here, and want to just say hello for those of you who have not joined us before. My name is Brian Pyatt. I am your host, and really, really looking forward to this episode and this conversation here today as we have uh just a beautiful human being on the podcast here today and somebody who I just so thoroughly enjoyed sitting down and talking to and just felt so uplifted and and full after this conversation um and I hope that you do as well we have Allegra Miles on the podcast And Allegra is based in West Palm Beach, Florida. She did this interview sitting outside, looked nice and sunny and and warm. And Allegra was a finalist on season 20 of American Idol just recently, finished in the top 14 at the age of 19, which is very, very cool. She also was a semi-finalist on The Voice, season 18. She finished in the top nine back when she was 17 years old. So she's done some really, really cool things musically in in her career at a very young age. And also has used her platform um, and has, has been open uh, at certain points along the way about her mental health. And, and that's really why I wanted to have her here to to have this conversation. So Allegra um, has struggled in the past with obsessive compulsive disorder. And for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, I've talked about my own struggles and my own journey with that. And we go into that more here on this episode about her story and kind of when that started showing up for her and some other ways that her her mental health has, has been impacted over the years. We talk about how music has been a very, very deep source of, of her healing, which is so, so beautiful to, to hear her talk about that. You know, we, we see people like Allegra on American Idol on TV doing such beautiful things with their voice and um, amazing to hear kind of the the story about what music has meant to her, kind of getting the, the backstory there. We talk about so many different things. We talk about releasing emotions, how incredibly healing it can be to cry. Um, I know that's something that I've been noticing a lot in my life recently. And so um, I really, really enjoyed that we touched on that. We talk about her purpose in life. We talk about so much more. And um, let's just go ahead and and get into it. So thanks for being here, my friends. Um, I hope that this conversation serves you in some way. And so here we go. My, my chat with Allegra Miles. Allegra, thanks for being here, my friend. I am so grateful that you're taking some time to connect.
1: Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here.
0: And you are, where are you at right now?
1: Um, I'm in West Palm Beach, Florida. So this is where I've okay. lived for like seven years now-ish, yeah.
0: Okay, and I know for people who are just listening, you can't see this likely, but it looks like the sun is shining there wherever you are at, oh, which is nice.
1: It's a beautiful day today. It's very lovely. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you, um, you're just coming off your time on American Idol season twenty, correct?
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Um, how'd that go? Oh, it was it was so cool. I mean, more than anything, I'm just so grateful for the people I met. Like at that that, yeah. and they don't really show that on the show, but through this experience, like I've met some of my best friends and some of these people I know I'm going to be so close to and love for my entire life, really. And actually, I'm, I'm moving out to L.A. in um, in September and I'm moving in with two of my friends from the show. So cool. it's just yeah, they're just lifelong friends and it's it's been a beautiful experience.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. And um, and what a, what a beautiful platform, right, to be able to reach people and your music and your message.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: It's pretty cool. So, so obviously for, you know, for this podcast, we talk a lot about mental health, that's kind of our jam Mm -hmm. and have been so inspired by just kind of hearing how you've, you've been open about the, some of the journey that you've been on. Um, I always say it's, it's so hard to like ask somebody, okay, so tell me your mental health story, you know, that's like a giant (laughs) question to ask, but do, do you have any sense kind of in, in, in your life when you started to notice that, you know, there was some struggle happening for you in that area?
1: absolutely. Yeah. So for me and I, and I know I heard like, we kind of share this, yeah. um, for me, it kind of started, I think I was like seven or eight. And, um, you know, at the time, obviously I didn't know what it was or what was really happening to me, but, um, uh, I started after, then learned, um, started experiencing symptoms of OCD. And, uh, for me, it started, I started like arranging, my stuffed animals. um, I kind of out of nowhere and uh, on my bed and in my head, there would be like a very specific way that they had to be. And I would put them in that way, but then I had to keep going over them in my, you know what I mean? And and keep repeating. And me as a kid, I didn't want to do that, but it felt like there was this other force, you know, being inside of me that, that was prompting me to do that. And if I didn't, there was this gut feeling of like something really bad was going to happen. And um, so sometimes I would be arranging and just kind of going over with my hands um, for like 30 plus minutes as a kid. And, you know, I I didn't know. Yeah, I was just confused. I was like, well, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to, you know, and I felt like I didn't have a choice. Um, and so it started with that. And then obviously there were lots of other different obsessions, um, and types of arranging things, but it also became much more of a mental thing and thoughts and a lot of intrusive thoughts. And, and, um, and I feel like that's that's the main misconception about OCD is, you know, people throw the term around a lot, which, which is okay. Like it's fine. But people are like, Oh my God, I'm so OCD. Like, you know, I like to keep my counters clean. I'm like, okay, (laughs) not exactly the same thing, but, um, you know, cause it's so much more, I feel like for a lot of people of a mental thing of a intrusive thought thing of like these awful thoughts that go so against, um, you know, what we believe in and, and what we feel. And that's, that's why they come in. And, um, and uh, it's just such a dark, dark, dark place to be. And yeah. um, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't, because later on, you know, I've also experienced a lot, you know, depression, and anxiety, too. But yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, depression, and anxiety are talked about a lot more. And I feel like yeah. people more so understand it. But OCD really isn't talked about that much. Yeah. And I, you know, I know it's maybe not as common, but also, I I've only personally in my life met like a couple other people who've experienced like the specific yeah things, types of OCD. I feel like that I have, and and uh, it can be hard to talk about just because I feel like you know it's misconstrued so much. But I don't know. Yeah, as it, as I got older, it kind of morphed into a lot of other things. Another big one was. Um, colors so in my head there would be like bad colors um so it would come out a lot with my closet and again these specific things kind of just started out of nowhere i don't know why or or how but but i remember um i started associating um black red and white as being just bad colors and i shouldn't look at them um Mm. And, uh, so basically if I would open my closet, whatever, get out something to wear or whatever, um, before I could close it, I had to look at a piece of clothing in the closet that was not any of those colors. And if I saw any of those colors in my peripheral vision, I had to do it again. And I had to close the closet again and again and again, again, I would do that for like 30 yeah. plus minutes over and over and, and I, I hated it. I didn't want to do it at all. But yeah. if I didn't, I would feel so sick, you know, and then yeah. I would try to walk away. And then, yeah, and it was just, it was that and then, you know, it just kept evolving into other things. But yeah. that that's really how it started with the OCD. And it, it took a long time to get out of it. And I did try going to, um, you know, therapy one time, like for OCD, but it, for me personally, it didn't help. I know a lot of people can help and change and, and that's okay. incredible, but it just wasn't that type of thing for the OCD wasn't for me. Um, okay. but I don't know, eventually I kind of just had to like pull myself out of it. And it sounds a lot simple. You know what I mean? Like that sounds, Oh, I just pulled myself out of it. It's like, but, um, kind of got to a point it was like a breaking point and i just could not i I realized i could not live my life like this anymore of being so um uh, like surrendering every time to ocd i couldn't do that anymore you know what i mean and and so i kind of just slowly forced myself to walk away every time i had one of those obsessions and and compulsions and I, you know, and it was like excruciating, really, like, you know, yeah. it's the yeah. worst feeling in the world. It's the worst feeling in the world that I was like, I know the only way that I'm going to stop doing this is if I start to walk away. But yes. I feel like I've been talking for forever. What about you? Like, how yeah. how has <laughs> this been for you? Because I, you know what I mean? It's, it, I, yeah. I appreciate talking to other people who have been through this as well, but.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, I resonate with so much of what you're saying. I think, you know, for, for me in particular, it was the um, the the mental kind of intrusive thoughts, mental compulsions and, and ruminating and ruminating and ruminating over and over again about a certain thought and trying to figure out a thought. I mean, I've had mm-hmm. it latch on to, you know, everything from relationships to, um, you know, sexuality to, you know, latching on to just like my own worthiness as a human being. You know, I think that's, that's the, the really devastating part about a lot of this kind of obsessive cycle that we can get in is it it really starts to go towards just like at the core, like questioning who we are, at least for me, at least for me and our morals. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's for me, what's been probably the most devastating. And it's, it's, it's a constant, I was. It's a constant search for certainty that we can never fully achieve all the time, is yeah. what I've found, you know. And so, like a lot of the healing has been about learning how to like lean into uncertainty and let uncertainty be kind of part of the process. But, I, I mean, it's it's it is completely debilitating and exhausting when it really has has its grip on us.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: And so, um. I uh, I'm just so grateful that you're being, you're being open, you know, in, in the way that you are. And because it's, I, I think when you're in the midst of it, it can feel so isolating and so lonely and kind of like, what is going on? D- um, d- Did you talk about it to other people when you were going through it? Like, were you able to say to like your parents or people in your life, like, Hey, this thing is going on for me and I'm struggling with it.
1: I really, I didn't talk to like, any of my friends about it or anything because I don't know I I I realized quickly that you know this wasn't normal and not everyone did you know this wasn't a thing that everyone did um and so like at school and stuff I would definitely have obsessions to fix something or I would definitely have a lot of intrusive thoughts but I would try to like (laughs) you know do the obsession but like smaller you know I would try to hide it obviously um because I, I did realize it was not normal. So I didn't talk to anyone about it. Um, My parents, I really, I didn't talk to them about it for a while, probably at least a couple years after it mm-hmm. started. I think they definitely started seeing me doing some of the, the things and they realized it wasn't normal. But I, after realizing, you know, it wasn't a standard thing, I was definitely ashamed of it for sure, because it was weird, you know, yeah. and I, I realized that. I mean, it's it's not weird, but like in my head, it was just different. And I was like, yeah. you know, I don't really want anyone to know about this, and you know, yeah. and that makes it so much worse, as we all know. Anytime yeah. when you can't talk about something freely and and get it off your chest, and and um, to feel like isolated, you said it so perfectly. Yeah. It's like it it feels like this just weird alternate reality, almost of like. I don't feel necessarily human anymore when when it keeps going in these cycles and over and over and over and over. And then and the thoughts are awful. And I feel like I don't know, I, I feel like people, you know, do not want to talk about that specifically because in OCD and also even aside from OCD, um, people who have intrusive thoughts, like they can be really awful, yeah. terrifying, like nasty things that really do go so far against. I feel like it it attacks our morals and what we yes. believe in, and specifically says things and tries to almost gaslight us in our head to make us believe that we, don't believe in the things we do or, you know, we feel something else like it it attacks that, which is just so awful. And so then I remember, you know, almost having to convince myself and prove to myself in my head that, no, that's not what I believe. That's not what I feel at all. It's just OCD telling me that, you know, and, but OCD is powerful and will do anything to try to convince you that that's how you feel. And it's just like, yeah.
0: Were you noticing, and, and you and you do not need to share anything that you're not comfortable sharing, but I, I just want to. I'm curious if if you were noticing with with the intrusive thoughts, if there were certain certain areas of your life or certain things that those things were really latching onto, like like, like did you notice kind of a theme with that, or were they just kind of all over the place?
1: They they definitely were all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I do remember a lot of it would would sometimes be like. Things about like hurting people, yes. which I yes. would never want, you know. I yep. and I did like I knew that it wasn't me. I still I did still know that. I was like, okay, why am I having these thoughts? You know? Yeah. It this is so no part of me is feeling anything remotely like that. And yep. um, and it would be these thoughts almost like not quite a voice inside my head, because it it wasn't like a different voice, but mm-hmm. it would just be like this thought yeah. just comes into my head and, um, and yeah, would say things about like hurting people that I love, yeah. or whatever. And, and then again, while I knew that that wasn't me, I still had to convince myself and sometimes in my head repeat, like, I'm not, I do not want to do this or whatever, like, yeah. over and over and over to like get rid of the thought and to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, that yeah. sucks because you feel like, you're not you. You feel like this other force is stronger than you yes. and your own conscious, and like that's it's yeah. a very scary yeah. feeling. As you know, and it's like,
0: yeah. Um, and and I think what's so heartbreaking about it is that I know I've only known you for about twenty minutes now, but you can tell just like what a beautiful human you are and what a great heart you have, and you know what I mean. Like you can just you, like I feel like a lot of people that are struggling with these things are such beautiful humans. And yet there are, are, you know, the mind is trying to convince us of these really scary things. And that's, Absolutely. and that's what I think is so devastating about it.
1: Absolutely. And right. And I, I, you're so right. It's like people don't talk about that of like what you were saying about worthiness of making yeah. us question. Cause when it happens so often and when those thoughts keep coming in on such a consistent basis, yeah. You know, you you try to keep remembering, okay, yes, this isn't me. Like, I have this thing and it's not me. I I know. But when it happens so often, it really at a certain point when it gets bad it can start to feel like reality. It can start yep. to feel like that's how it is. And then you think, well, I'm, I'm just a shit human being, you know, yeah. for having these thoughts. Cause, cause then it's like, it gets into this thing of like, okay, well maybe not, maybe these aren't my thoughts in the forefront, but maybe in the back of my head, this is actually how I feel, which yeah. isn't true, but it starts yeah. to feel like that. And it's such a like scary place to be. And, and yeah. um, yeah. And I, I, I just want people specifically with like OCD or any type of intrusive thoughts, because again, it's not talked about. It's like, Uh I think a lot of people think that they're the only ones having these thoughts, these awful, scary thoughts. And it's like, and I did think that for a long time. I was like, I was like, there's no way anyone else is having these Uh disgusting, horrible thoughts that are so against so many things. And it's like, no, I started learning. No, a lot, a lot of people have. these thoughts and it's not you and it gets better.
0: How do you notice it showing up today in your life? You know, you mentioned that it's kind of morphed into maybe, you know, experiencing things like anxiety and depression. Um, do you, do you find that mental health struggles are still part of kind of your day to day?
1: Um, I would say, honestly, I am, so grateful that in specifically the past like six months honestly only the past six months I have been like the happiest I've been in probably my entire life I can't even Mm -hmm. tell you it's been such a journey and I mean I definitely still struggle for sure from time to time um, and see it pop up but in the past six months I've been in such a different state and place in my life it's 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 so hard to articulate because, you know, after the OCD, I would say when I was like mm, 13, 14, I had mostly gotten over the OCD. But then it was morphing into like really deep bouts of depression and and um, really not wanting to be here at certain points. And then anxiety has just always kind of been a thing intermingled with that. Um, And uh, many periods of my life where I just didn't. You know, feel a, a point of continuing. I, it, it's just, it wasn't yep. even sadness. It was just like numb. I just didn't feel human anymore. And that's, yep. that's like one of the scariest places when you feel so yes. disconnected, you know, from your yes. Oh, yes. humanity. Yeah. And, and, uh, so I've experienced that for a lot of my life. But again, in the past like six months, it's just, I've, I've made a lot of changes and started taking a lot better care of myself, which I think is, does make a big difference. And, you know, you, you can't, some, some people say, you know, when you're depressed or whatever, it's like, you know, go outside, take a walk, blah, blah, blah. And I think those things can definitely help. And I think we should all be utilizing those things and taking the best care of ourselves. But while still realizing, you know, it is a chemical imbalance and you can't just, Fix it with the snap of the so fingers, it's, right. and it's it's not fair for people to assume that you can. But I think those things make a big difference, and with a combination of lots of different factors, like I've I just mentally feel like the freest right now I've mm-hmm. felt in so long for so many different. So I've kind of just been like on a an ascending mm-hmm. high for the past six months, and I, I'm you know I'm sure I'll definitely have phases of of lower points in my life again, of course, you know, but yep. right now I, I feel very just like happy and grateful to be alive really mm. every day. I can't, I can't even. Mm. Take it. Yeah.
0: And I think just, you know, sometimes putting your hand on your heart and just like soaking that in, right. Like just being yeah. in that place.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: what do you, so, so you mentioned that there's, I always I always kind of talk about this concept of like having a a mental health like toolkit. Like as I've Mm -hmm. always loved that, that kind of vision of, Mm -hmm. you know, accumulating throughout my life as many different things as I can that I can draw upon in certain moments. And like one day Mm -hmm. it might be this tool and like another day it might be this other tool. Mm -hmm. And like all these kind of combination of things that help just kind of not like take everything away, maybe, but just allow us Mm -hmm. to like ride the waves when they Mm -hmm. when they come up. Do, mm-hmm. are, are there things in your your toolkit that really that you find kind of day to day really help you?
1: Yeah, so there's a few. I mean, I would say the the main one for me is um, is honestly music. Really, like aside from anything, just it has always been the strongest, most effective form of therapy for me, and mm-hmm. has gotten me through everything and i i swear i i'm not exaggerating when i say this of like i i really do not know if i would still be here if it wasn't for music like genuinely and um because the main thing now and and even now too because um a big thing i think that i've i now realize um in my journey and in my my mental health journey is uh i think it probably started when i was experiencing ocd and and then more depression and stuff and you know I would I would be hiding it as I told you like I I didn't talk about I didn't want people to know so especially when I started feeling really depressed and not wanting to be here it's like I you know I would I would just numb myself and put on a face and and every day you know I didn't want people to have to see that like of course not um so I got really good at like numbing my emotions and push sweeping everything under the rug and just not feeling and not processing so i actually had a a very hard time even when i wasn't as depressed anymore and i got better i have a very hard time with um like just feeling my emotions and processing it you know i i feel a lot internally but like releasing it was so hard for me for, for a long time crying was super yes. hard you know i would feel all this but i wouldn't be able to cry i wanted to cry because i felt so, i feel so much better when i do you know and and um but sorry that was a long tangent i always just <laughs> but, I love the
0: tangents keep them coming
1: absolutely. tangents <laughs> cosine all the things um but um i don't know i i've definitely gotten a lot better at that at, at feeling just kind of in the healing process and and um reconnecting with myself and like My inner child too has been such a crazy thing, but um, but yeah. So so that all that roundabout way of saying um, the way that I have always been able to feel the most and and um, just reconnect with my soul and and my humanity really is through music. So today still Mm -hmm. and also growing up the entire time, like when I would feel, whether it was numb or just be feeling so much but not know how to process it, I would sit down at the piano and just start playing for like an hour sometimes, start playing. Sometimes I would sing, sometimes I wouldn't, whatever. And at a certain point, I would just start bawling my eyes out because the music articulated how I felt and it made me Mm -hmm. feel not alone and not isolated you know it was like such a companion because I didn't know with words how to articulate what I was feeling you know and I feel like a lot of people go through that it's like how do you how do you explain that with words words always feel so inadequate you know and but music just said everything that I felt and I was like that exactly that that chord that whatever that is how i feel so feeling that i would just start balling my eyes and i felt so much better after because i was able to release it and so yeah so still today that's what i do whenever you know i'm feeling anything i'm good bad whatever i i play music and i i often will start crying and that's and i think crying is a great thing you know it um, it helps us feel and feel human and so i would say anything creative like you know for me it's music but Music, it it it, um, it affects such a different part of the brain, um, yeah. you know, even biologically. And uh, it, it just is such a different thing and helps you feel and process. And songwriting, too, has been a huge thing. Being yeah. able to musically and lyrically, you know, put into words what I feel, like, that's how I've gotten through some of the hardest times of my life, really. So yeah. I would encourage everyone to do that, whether you've ever, you know, done it before, or whatever, just a- another thing too, is like, um, sometimes when I'm writing, um, I will, if I don't know where to start or what to say, I'll, if, if it's words I'm trying to get, I'll just take out the voicemail on my phone and then just do like a word vomit, you know, not trying to write anything, not trying to rhyme, just literally just say everything that I'm feeling, and get it out and then it helps and you know i would say just something creative like that's has always helped me more than anything else in my life
0: but i was i was reading a, an interview that you did i forget who it was with but i think you were quoted in there as saying music understands me which i yeah. thought was so powerful yeah um Absolutely. and i and i and i'm resonating so deeply with what you're talking about with crying i've been I've been very aware of this over the last like month of my life. I've been going through you know some emotional things in my own life, where yeah. recognizing how often my 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 reaction is usually to like feeling something intensely. Ju- I, I like I, I want to like jump into my head and like figure it out.
1: Yeah, and and, yeah. and
0: the power of actually just being like, no, there's like an emotion here that just needs to be expressed, and yeah. and, and just letting that letting that come out is. Yeah, is powerful stuff, and and it can I think even just temporarily almost like loosen the grip of our mind when our body can just feel,
1: feel you know? exactly, and you know? and without the judgment too, and yeah. that's that can be hard too, you know, and yeah. just and it, it's honestly one of the most present things too, yes. the most like in the moment things is crying that I've realized it's yeah. it's such like a spiritual experience almost it is. like. 'Cause you just release it's like oh my god, it's it's yeah. Yeah. I'm a big crying advocate <laughs> these days.
0: I was, I was I was saying to a friend recently that I, I wish there was like a some button I could push on my body that was like every day I just hit the cry button for
1: like cry! ten minutes yes! and just like let
0: it out, like have my like scheduled cry time where I could
1: just yes, go exactly. For it. <laughs> just release uh, the flood.
0: <laughs> yeah, just here we go. I'm gonna go cry for a half hour. Absolutely.
1: But, uh, Oh my god! You you mentioned.
0: <laughs> oh god!
1: Oh no! I, I was just gonna say, what are like your things usually that you do yeah. to, to you know yeah. what is in your toolkit? Because I in know it's toolkit. different. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I um, I feel like. So I know one thing recently in my life that has been super transformative is breath work. I'm not sure if you've done much with like breath work. But that has been one of the one of the biggest tools. Like when we're talking about releasing emotion, to get me a little bit, even just momentarily, a little bit more into my body, so I can feel what's there, and, and yeah. not be in the constant mind chatter of what's going on in my mind. Absolutely. So breathwork has been incredibly powerful. I think I there's so many. I, I I you know I have a therapist that I check in with when I need it. I, um, med- medication for me personally has been helpful mm-hmm. to kind of have that as part of the, part of the toolkit as well. And, and I, I always feel like it's important to name that cause I know there can be like a lot of shame for people sometimes if they're on meds, but it's been, mm-hmm. it's been, uh, it's been a piece of the puzzle for sure. Good. You know, movement, connecting with people, getting good yeah. sleep, trying to eat. That's one thing I've noticed recently when I don't eat, I mentally turn into it, it, Everything just seems to get 10 times harder. You know, so if I can keep my, like, body semi-nourished, that that's that's deeply helpful. And, um, mm-hmm. and, so, and even just like this, like what I'm doing right now with you, having these conversations, turning, turning something that for me is a challenge and is a day-to-day journey of, you know, managing my mental health and trying to, like, give it purpose. I think there can be a lot of power in that. Absolutely. You know, like, like, just talking about it. And, and, you know, I think that can help kind of loosen the grip a little bit.
1: Right. Absolutely. No. Yeah. And just being able to talk freely about it. And, and yeah, I don't know Mm. at this point, I, I don't, you know, I, I appreciate talking about this stuff too. And, and I love talking about it because it, you know, it's, we're just human beings going through this together. And like, I feel like it makes us feel a lot less alone. Number one, and just realize we're a lot more similar than we think. We go through a lot more of the same things, whether it's mental health or just in general, you know, we -hmm. go through a lot more of the same things than we realize. And we're a lot more interconnected as humans than we realize. And it's like, that's a beautiful thing. It really is. I mean, as, as hard as this stuff is, it's like, we're not alone. We really, so absolutely. I'm with you. And And I
0: think a lot of times it's just getting like, when we're in those dark places, it's easy to feel like the isolation of that can just be so devastating. And, and it's, so it's like finding ways, like how do we get out of that that isolated bubble sometimes just to get that sense of connection? Because that can be so healing. Like I think a lot of times we just need that sense of I'm not alone, you know? I'm,
1: the humanity, yeah. The humanity Absolutely. in it is so important. Absolutely. yeah.
0: You mentioned your... Your inner child which i love i think inner child work is some of some of the most profound stuff that we can do like sending love to that little version of ourselves that is still in in there every step of the way what's i don't know like what comes to mind when you think of little allegra yeah
1: well i don't know there's a lot like it's interesting because you know i'm i'm super grateful i've like i have an amazing family i grew up with a great childhood on paper, you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. my parents were so loving, so supportive. Um, you know, I I was surrounded by a lot of love growing up, and um, and and I'm super grateful for that. And uh, but the, the thing I I did realize once I was older is, uh-huh. um, you know, I despite that I still. And again, I didn't realize it at the time, but I had to grow up really fast, you know, and uh-huh. grow up and, and experiencing things like that. I don't know that maybe I not a lot of kids did at that age of like the just these really dark uh-huh. thoughts, you know, eight, nine years old and and all these things and and spending so much time of my life doing these, yeah. you know, compulsions and having these thoughts and, and, yep. um, and, and growing up so fast. And then especially when I was starting to really try to get myself out of it and pull myself out of it and force myself to walk away and just force myself as excruciating, excruciating as it was to not, you know, perform those, those tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I realized later, it's like, I, well, I, I did still have a, a good childhood it was kind of bombarded with a lot of these other things um Uh that that made it really dark in a lot of ways and um I don't know I feel like as I've as I've gotten older I've I've realized that so much more and 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 found the things in life that do connect me with my inner child. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Like, a lot of it is, like, the beauty of, of human connection, like you were talking mm. about. That's one of my favorite things in the entire world is just, like, meeting new people and just connecting and having, like, heart-to-hearts like this and yeah. just talking about life and the universe and, like every you know things we want to do and experiencing and and going into the world and and I don't know it just makes me so happy and then mm. i mean being in nature is another huge thing like that is one of the things it definitely connects me with my inner child and just makes me so mm-hmm. happy like you know i in the ocean like i'm in the water all the time and just hikes and going out and and music as well honestly is so interconnected yeah. with that but i think just like listening to myself is a big thing that I've also learned to do, which I I didn't do before. And just listening to what I need, like yeah. mentally in my soul is – because I've learned that too, is like that's a very different thing. Like both are very important. Your mind is important, but your soul is like a very – is different, you know? It's like a – um. Yeah. so listening to both and – um, but especially my soul, listening to what my soul needs and – I don't know. There's also throughout my life, there's been different times and different like relationship type of things where I realized after the fact I've sacrificed myself more than I would realize or wanted to and um, given way too much of myself to people. And, uh, and uh, at the time, you know, started losing myself and losing parts of myself and and I'm so you know so glad I'm not in those situations anymore but it's like yeah I I feel like now because of those experiences and different mental health things I I treasure you know my soul and and my inner child in the core of who I am and I I listen to her so much and I listen to what she needs and mm. she just needs to sit and be still with the world and not go too crazy and and not you know, do all this stuff, that's okay. And like really yep. taking it day by day, really, which is something I didn't do before. I feel like mm-hmm. growing up, especially like when I was 16, 17, whatever, it was always like, go, 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 go. And I'm still go, 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 but also listen to myself and then go, go, go. If yeah, I need, no, no, no. you know, and cause, cause you can't go, go, go forever. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so you're not true. even, it's not going to be productive. You're not going to get done what you want to get done anyways. So yep. I don't know. I've just found balance is like the Beautiful. main thing I've learned. And that's, yeah.
0: Um, and we live in such a fast paced world where it's so, it feels like we're, sometimes I feel like having to go so against the grain to, to really slow down, you know? And I would imagine, do you, do you feel that a lot? Just, I mean, even just being on American Idol, being on The Voice, I, I would imagine those things are, are pretty fast paced experiences. Yes.
1: yes. No. And they, they are for sure. And, um, with that and just life in general, like there's so much, you know, productivity culture, obviously mm. is a huge thing. And, um, and I used to be so on, I used to be like, you know, I have to, I have to hustle. I have to, go, <laughs> so go, 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 go. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and, you know, the hustle, but then, before sacrificing my mental health and not sleeping and not taking the time to take care of myself. And it's, there definitely is some pressure in that, but I, I don't know. Again, I I feel like I've gotten to a place where I realize that like, I've been through too much to sacrifice myself yeah. any, any more, any like ever again, I just refuse. And anytime, whether it's with that or with a person or whatever in any type of situation if i feel myself starting starting to sacrifice myself or Mm -hmm. my peace stuff i've worked for for so long i am just no and and you know and i'm sure you understand too like people pleasing like that's also a big thing yeah like i am awful with that stuff and i i you know i definitely still am working on it for sure because i i always have had the tendency you know someone needs something or whatever just yes 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 of course you know and um and you can still have that and of course still be an open-hearted loving kind person totally. but not sacrifice yourself you don't need to sacrifice yourself to do that and so yeah boundaries
0: boundaries yeah. And, and i think and i think too just like learning how to i i almost feel like i was raised and I don't really know you know, necessarily where it comes from, but I've really picked up this sense of you, like you, Brian, have to always be the nice one, the kind one, the one mm-hmm. where like only positive feel-good emotions are like welcome and, and yes. any kind of like heavier emotions, anger, sadness. Like I, I, I genuinely have had to train and teach myself how to actually let myself feel those things particularly in relationship with other people. So Mm -hmm. it was always like, if I felt great, good, awesome, I could like perform for other people. I could go out and do everything. But the second Mm -hmm. that any other kind of emotions would come into play, it's like learning how to, and here I am at the age of, you know, 36, like learning how to like be angry at people or be frustrated Mm -hmm. with people and know that like, that's okay. That's like, that's like Mm -hmm. a natural part of being a human being. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be about the people pleasing all the time.
1: Absolutely. No, that's, and honestly, I I feel like with that, reconnecting with, with those bad, they're not bad emotions, you know, but those yeah. negative uh, emotions yes. that, that people paint is that like, I feel like more human, you know, cause that, yeah. that is humanity. Humanity is not just happiness and every, you know, it's, that's part of it, but it's it's everything. It's the full spectrum. It's the whole range. And it's like Yeah. That's normal and it's okay. And it's like Yeah. Getting to that point of not censoring that. Not yes. censoring that part of yourself. Cause it's it's an it's an awful feeling to censor and just like shut off. Mm. It's like, no, I can't feel that. It's the it's so in inhuman, you know, it's not that's not how we are. We're totally. meant to feel everything yeah
0: so as you kind of and we start to kind of wrap up here a little bit the the, as you look forward and i love that you talked about like the universe and kind of being tapped into that Mm -hmm. do do, do you i know you're young and i know that we're always figuring out this question and this is not a question that's meant to have any pressure with it but but do you have any sense of of why you're here and what what you're what you you feel like you're meant to be doing
1: i love that see i love talking about this stuff man (laughs) I, I don't know. It, I've thought about that a lot in my life as I know we all have. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I do feel like at the end of the day, we all are here to as simple as it sounds, be happy and to be free and to, um, Live our lives to the fullest and and do what sets our souls on fire. But for me, I, f- I feel like what I've realized is what what I feel the most deeply and what I I feel any maybe if a purpose I have is it's I'm just a vessel. You know what I mean? I don't think of it as I'm savior. I'm gonna come do this that. It's like no, I'm just simply a a being that is a vessel that is maybe a messenger um, for music and healing and healing through music because you know as I've explained, music has healed me and saved my life and mm. has done so much more than I could ever put into words um, for me and and my life and my soul and and um i I just I have no choice but to do anything I can to give that back to people it's not even like a choice it's just like that's what I feel that's who I am it's like I have that's just you know and and um again I don't think it's it's for me it's not like I want to save people and heal people and I'm a savior like no I'm simply just a vessel who if I, through something I do or or whatever message I'm carrying, can can help one person feel less alone and feel, um, you know, more human, reconnect with the humanity, like that's what it's about. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 what I've always felt. And um, I don't know. I just feel like the universe the universe has a plan for everybody and it's different for everyone. And I don't know a lot, a lot of people say like, you know, they don't know what their purpose is. They don't know what it is. And I feel like you find it, you know, and, and, um, you feel it and you, you know, when you know, and it's like, it's just, this beautiful feeling in your soul. And, and, uh, but again, I I, I feel like we're all vessels, honestly. It's, It's not even about us in our physical bodies it's just it's how can we you know something that we're carrying some message that we're carrying how can that be you know inspiring to someone else how can that be some sense of meaning to the world as a whole and the interconnectivity and
0: well, I could literally listen to you talk about this for hours. Oh my god, and, and, you too! I love that. <laughs> and I love, and I just love how you're. What's beautiful, I think, is is that here you you've taken something that that you're you have a skill at, which is music, and and, and you've kind of woven that into this like deeper mission, which I think is so cool. And. Um, I just can't thank you enough for for being open and and just you know bringing your heart to this conversation and i um i'm just really grateful for this this chat and i'm very grateful for you
1: thank you i this was so wonderful and i again i appreciate what you do and it i think helps more people than maybe even you realize and um just the, the existence of things like this and being able to talk freely as human beings, like it's so important for mental health, I feel like yeah. for everyone collectively. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm grateful for your existence. Okay.
0: Once again, Allegra, thank you so much for taking the time to, to have that conversation. Just deeply grateful, so enjoyed it. If you want to check out her music i I highly encourage it just beautiful stuff check her out on spotify the platforms i've only listened to her on spotify i assume she's everywhere else as well and uh, you can also go to allegra miles.com that's her website where you can learn more about her so thanks for being here my friends it is such an honor to to do this work and to be able to be a part of this community, and um, I, I hope that wherever you're at, you're being really gentle with yourself. And uh, wherever you're at on the spectrum, right? Where if you're feeling really good today, um, if you're not feeling good, if you're having a really hard time, kind of a dark space of your life, um, just just know that it uh, it's part of the human experience. And um, if you're if you're having a hard time, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, my friends. Um, Keep taking it one day at a time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Sending lots of love, and um, as always, take what serves you from this, and go ahead and leave the rest.
1: Bye.